This is Cotton in a Rocket Ship Season 3, Episode 2. And I had to let y'all listen to that. The name of this episode today, we got a nice treat, a very good installment for y'all. And this is called MCs versus Rappers. There's a big difference between MCs and rappers, and I'm gonna take you on a musical journey today. Um we're gonna talk about the verses between Dipset and the Locks, and we're going to break it down. So, full disclaimer, I am a Locks fan. However, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible in, in delivering this um, pod to you. And so, for weeks, I know that I've been arguing back and forth for weeks before um, the actual event before the actual verses and I was arguing with my friends on Facebook about who's going to win and I said the locks but a lot of people said that Dipset was going to win because of their anthems and I couldn't dispute that I couldn't dispute that Dipset didn't have good anthems however when it comes down to length of catalog and MCs the locks have it all they may not have the notoriety per se, um, or they didn't have the run like Dipset. Dipset had a run from 2001 to about 2006, 2007, and then they cooled off. They had a very good run. And I would say Dipset had a very polarizing effect on the tri-state. So New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, but it also had a, a good pulse on um, the United States because they were able to travel everywhere and do things. But I would say um, Dipset had the Northeast on smash. They had the Northeast. Um, they had it. They had it. They Anything they touched was golden. People dressed like Cameron and, and Jim Jones with the chains and minks and people wore pink pink do-rags um even gangbanging uh, i would say I, I i labeled the era that i grew up in my high school era the dipset era because gangs exploded um because of the music and that's for another story another time i should say but going back to 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 rapping i would say dipset had have they have one, well, they have two good rappers and a swag artist. Or they could say, I would say they have one MC, two rappers, or one MC, one rapper, and one swag artist, right? And I'm saying Killer Cam would be an MC. I'm not going to take that away from him. Killer Cam is, is an MC, but MCs have different calibers. They're different levels of MC and then people who really treat the game right so what does an m what is an mc so anybody can rap um but to be an mc it's a different level 
different caliber of of lyricists, a different level of lyrics. Um, and they possess certain elements that the normal rapper don't have. For example, I would say anybody can rap. I can rap. My cousins could rap. Your auntie can rap. Your pastor raps. Um, rapping is there's nothing new with rapping. Rapping is 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 this almost essentially a step above rhyming. Like nursery rhymes is a cat, the bat, the hat. That sort of thing. Um, pastors rap in their uh, in, in their sermons. James Brown rapped, um, and it was common. You hear the old guys like, "Come on, man, let me rap with you." Uh, it's rapping is is not it, it, it's common in our in our culture. However, to be an MC, there are certain th- elements that you need to possess. You have to be able to command a crowd. You have to have stage presence you have to have performance you have to have vocal projection you have to have a command of your lyrics understanding your lyrics you have to understand the crowd um the other part is selection your your arrangement selection of your music you have to know your audience all this encompass being an mc because you're a master of ceremonies. That's what MC means. You're a master of ceremonies. If someone was to put down the mic in the 80s, they say, How could you, who could rock the crowd better? That's what they were talking about. I'm a better MC because I can rock the crowd right. I can battle you and beat you lyrically. I have a certain amount of rhymes in my head already memorized. So if I'm in a battle with somebody, if I'm going back in and a battle is going back and forth and reciting your rhymes um, until whoever loses or whoever has the best rhyme or whoever quits, sometimes you could have better rhymes. But if your opponent is long-winded and have more rhymes, that means you you lost because this person outwrapped you. So being an MC, you have to be able to rhyme on the spot. You have to be able to execute on the spot. And so that little clip I gave you was with Jadakiss. And the format of verses at first was a celebration of, they, they called it a celebration of music they wanted to give. People with flowers while they're here. It's kind of like a throwback. You can hear some of your best artists from the you know the eighties, the nineties, even the sixties and seventies, like you know with a Patti LaBelle or um or a uh, Anita Baker. So the R and B tone of the verses is a lot different. Um, they were going song for song, and the arrangement mattered, but it wasn't as aggressive. However, in hip hop, there's a certain level of competition in 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 battling in verses and this was expected because hip-hop was created to um circumvent real issues real world issues with fighting so always keep that in mind with your history is that hip-hop was created um as a vehicle to stop violence and it this is not something that um it's it's very unique in its approach. 
But throughout our history, if you understand like the 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 nature of our Africanisms, there were poets in Ethiopia that stopped fights as well, stopped wars through through lyrics and stuff like that. And um, the griots um, would go village to village, and they would have um, their stories that were passed down from different villages, different times. And those griots would actually display stories and whoever told the best story through the village and who had ever had the best performance or they were the most believable that griot would would essentially um ascend better than the other griots so that's all a part of our history um that kind of pours down into this versus clash um even in reggae and i and i have to say that the verses took on a different tone because partly not just hip hop was to stop violence because it has an aggressive tone in the competitiveness of of a part of the elements of hip hop, right? Who could dress the best? Who could have the best graffiti artists? Who have the best crews? Who had the best b-boys, the best break dancers, the best rappers? So if you had a better crew, and you would take on other crews, like my crew was from Brooklyn, your crew was from Bronx, your, my, I got a crew out in Jersey, and we would go to these jams, and we would see who had the best crew, right? So your best crew would be out of who had the best dancers, who had the best singers, who had the best rhymers, right? And these people would be the representation of your crew. And those, those members, if they battled... And sometimes these things did have a a um a physical conclusion or a physical event, but most times this was to solve problems in the street. And so the the aggressive nature of hip hop is prevalent today. Um, that's why you can see um a lyricist or someone who causes beef. Or who causes what what quote unquote beef or who have better lyrics, they can work their way up to the top because they can just battle a popular lyricist and beat them. And if you beat them, you take their rope, which is they you take their their uh status, I should say. So always keep that in mind. So Cool Modi was was uh, a rapper who used to battle regularly and he used to take a lot of people's rope. They used to take a lot of people's status away from them and until he met with met up with LL Cool J he he lost and LL Cool J ascended so not not only not many people talk about Cool Modi anymore but they would remember LL Cool J KRS-One is a, another notorious battle rapper um as as far as a lyricist and he was one to freestyle off the top of the head so back to Jadakiss Dipset the Locks. The Locks are a is a group that was founded in the golden era of hip hop. The golden era of hip hop is the 1990s. The 1990s, it, it produced some of the best lyrics or the best artists, and they're still prevalent today. So you out of the 90s, you got Biggie, you got Tupac, you got Nas, you got uh whew, you you got a EPMD. You have a tribe called Quest. 
You have, um, ooh, it's so many. It's just so many leaders uh, of the underground, um, leaders of the new school. I mean, excuse me, lords of the underground, leaders of the new school. You have um, the locks who came out of that. You have Puffy. You have Big. You have so many, so much, you have Wu-Tang. You have so much rich history there in so many different rhyme styles. And the other thing, too, is that it's based on your originality. The locks came in at the tail end of, of the 90s. They came in around the mid to t end of the 90s, but usually the mid, the mid 90s, like around 95, um, 95, 96. They probably been rhyming way before then, but nine, I would just say 95, 96 would give the locks a good um, window. And then they really kind of started heating up at the tail end of the 99 era, like 99, 98, 99. And then throughout the 2000s, they've been and then they've been consistent ever since. And this consistency matters because the locks have a close relationship with Biggie. Their lineage is a close relationship with uh, arguably the best rapper that ever lived is Biggie Smalls out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, they were rhyming with all of the Rough Rider camps. These guys were serious guys when it came to lyrics. DMX being one of them, that whole Swiss Beats camp. Um, Drag On, uh, Eve, um, of course, Styles P, Looch, Kiss, this, that, that um, Rough Riders camp was a very serious camp. Um, and they would have battles with uh, Rockefeller often. On wax, off wax, freestyles, you name it. So these these guys are seasoned guys. Um, as opposed to Dipset. Dipset, they, they rap, but they came in in the 2000s. They came in a probably, I, I would say 2001. But when you, when you, Talk about the 2000s, the 2000s, it, the rap changed from lyrics and lyricism and that super, super baggy rap, aggressive rap um, to, and don't get me wrong, they were making songs to, I would call it swag artists, right? Where you rap was secondary, lyrics were secondary. Your image meant more. So Dipset came in an era where you could have you could have been a mediocre rapper, um, and and you could have gotten by with persona, charisma, look, the way you dressed. You can and 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 that's what we see today is that we have a lot of different uh, artists, new wave artists. They're not too lyrical. They're more singing. They are not rapping, and they all sound the same. In the 90s, you couldn't sound like anyone, or else you would be a biter. And these these are all dated terms, but it still it tells the the lineage of of rap, right? You'll be called being a, a biter, right? Someone who bites a style, who takes a style and leaves the rest. And biters were is considered like posers in the skate world. Someone who's fraudulent. So 
when you see the locks, Jada Kiss doesn't sound like Styles P. Sheik Looch doesn't sound like Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss doesn't sound like Sheik Looch. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, not to say that Dipset sounded like anything else, but it was more emphasis. They came in on where lyrics mattered. Dipset came in at a time where it was who you were affiliated to, who you knew, how you dressed, how you looked. You could have got away with very minimal raps. And that, and that was for Jim Jones. Jim Jones, to me, it, 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 he's not a great rapper, but he never associated. He never, he never, if you would ask him, what he, was he a good rapper? He'll tell you, I'm, I'm me, right? The same thing they did with Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy for a long time wasn't a good rapper. He just knew, he just knew how to do things very well that worked for him. Ad-libs, a good beat. Um, and, and the lyrics were like subpar for a very long time. But going into the difference between MCs and rappers is that Joel's, I would consider, a very good rapper, but he's not an MC. Joel's is not a Masters of Ceremonies. And it showed um, because he had no stage presence. They didn't remember any of their lyrics. Um, not saying they didn't remember their lyrics, but as far as having the, the background lyrics. And then Jada being a person of his caliber, they spoke on it. They said these guys are, are lip syncing. These guys are, or um, they 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 you cheat in the crowd, New York. I'm out here sweating. You want to see me work? So the young kids would say that's cap, right? So it and the thing about hip hop, right? And and being an MC is that you ha there's a certain authenticity to your lyrics. There's a certain authenticity to um who you are as a person and the delivery of those lyrics. So I can't be rapping a Jadakiss song or a Styles P song or or any song or using those type of lyrics and not have the, the caliber of credibility. The, the young kids would call that cap, right? Like you're not doing what you say in your rhymes. You're a liar. You just want, you just want believability points. And that's still prevalent today. We have to understand that when you put two people on the stage or you put two crews on the stage, this is something that you would see in the 80s better. And it, be, and it became who could rock the crowd better. And it wasn't song for song anymore. It was, and it was, it was song for song, but it was the execution of song. It was the support. It was the catalog and even the DJ. Um, you could see that the locks and, and I, I had a conversation with um one of my friends on Facebook and he said listening to the song listening song for song what the locks played and what dipset played, I don't see dipset losing the way they did. And I and I responded saying that there's a difference between MCs and rappers and the verses, this format of verses was more like a sound clash. It was more like a, a clash. It was a battle that you would see in the 1980s or it was something that you would see today in Jamaica. A clash, a reggae clash. They, they had Sting in 1993 and I'll bring up something 
that you guys need to listen to, which I think would be um, beneficial for you guys because it was more like a clash. And in these clashes, it's who could rock the who could rock the crowd. It's timing of what you drop, and it's not only timing of of the lyrics that you drop, but the lyrics that you say as well, um, in the presence. So you could say something, for example, which Jada did in the beginning, right? So in this was never before seen in the verses, but it was common in battle rap, right? Jada said, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was my turn to speak. You guys ain't even rapping, right? You know what, Tech? Give me something. And he dropped an iconic Who Shot Ya Biggie. Dun, 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 dun. That's, that is like uh, an iconic beat um, that every rapper, whether... Uh, maybe not today, but every rapper from a certain... Well, I would say every MC has to rap on certain beats. And that beat right there is a classic freestyle beat. And what was interesting, and I was listening to some of the backstory, was that... um <laughs> That uh, Diddy, being from Harlem, told Jada Kiss and the Locks, as you know, those are his guys... Which is an interesting dynamic that, you know, Diddy being from Harlem would give any tips to the locks being from YO, um, which is interesting as well. Um, would say that some of these freestyles were better than some of their songs. Well, he said some of the freestyles that the locks did was better than some of 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 Dipset songs. And he was he was right, because in that era, which we kind of um we kind of immortalized in that 1990 era. We, if you had a, a a dope freestyle on the radio, that would have propelled you to stardom. Having a good, being lyrical back then and having a good freestyle on um on like a a Cosmic Kev or K Slay or a Funk Master Flex, uh, a DJ being DJ Clue. Desert Storm mixtapes. If you were to have a good freestyle back then, it would have propelled you into rap stardom. Nowadays, you that doesn't really even matter, but it matters when it comes to a versus. And I want you guys to listen to um, this sound clash. It's only a minute long between Ninja Man and Beanie Man. This is actually um, a very good. This is I think 1993 um, that they had this clash. But I want you to listen to this um, clash and I want you to hear the similarities between um, Jada Kiss, Jada Kiss's freestyle and how he stopped the beat to get the, the crowd involved in some of his lyrics to then finish it off. This is all a, this is all a, a, it was all planned. And these clashes are planned down to the selection, down to your lyrics. Everything is planned. Um and so just listen. They're going back and forth. They're going four bars. 
me gone. Not a one of them. I know two, I know three, I know four of them. I know five, I know six, I know ten of them. Nah, if you understood, they went back and forth four bars, and what Ninja Man just did was drop one of his old songs in the mix. And now the, 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 the crowd is going berserk. And so, so what you had to understand there is that they're rhyme, they were rhyming back and forth to each other to see who had better rhymes, but also they were trying to involve the crowd because if you can get more consensus from the crowd, it gives you, it solidifies your win. And that's what it's all about. And I, and I would be remiss to say that, remember that the origins of hip hop it started in america it was founded by um african americans in america and and those of of puerto rican descent but a lot of those a- african americans were some of them were first generation or they had parents who were immigrants from the caribbean right or puerto rico or jamaica so it was a a, a hodgepodge of mix so everyone takes a little bit of everything. So a lot of these these individuals have um have history from Jamaica. So they would understand that the roots of of reggae is is involved in hip hop as well as as well as James Brown funk. All this stuff has a, a, a origin story back to Africa of course. But um it's innovative because you see the similarity um and the dj plays a part right see even in um in 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 reggae in jamaica sound clash right sting the selector means a lot your your dj means a lot because your dj is if your dj don't drop a song when you're ready to say something or on point the crowd picks up on that or you lose your timing and you could never recover from that because your your opponent is on that and saying like, oh, y'all messing up. He's allowed to say, oh, y'all messing up. Y'all ain't even doing it right. And he'll be like, yo, this is how you do it. And he'll drop his music, boom, right on your head. And then the crowd erupt and you lose. So this versus was a lot different from the other verses because it 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 kind of give you a, it, the origin story. It wasn't just a back and forth. And performance matters people want to see you perform dipset wasn't performing their lyrics they weren't even as a team when when um the locks came out and in uh michael buffer gave them the the song um and they came out to their own lyrics they came out to um even down to in the beginning um when they first started the uh when they first started the the verses they argued about who was going first and did, and I wanted you to understand that there were some politics involved because Harlem of course being Manhattan but Harlem it's it's being its own section in New York remember the mecca the birthplace of rap is 
is New York, right? Um, the birthplace is is New York, and so being a part of the five boroughs gives you a little bit more claim to the seat, the seat of power in New York, right? So everybody's always talking about who's the king of New York or who wants to be um, the best of New York or the best in the rap game, but it, it you kind of have to come through New York because New York is, is the, the mecca and the birthplace of hip-hop. So Cam... Um, Rightfully so. He said, uh, like, yo, we home. Y'all gotta um y'all gotta go first. Because he what he was doing was uh basically uh emphasizing that you you guys don't have a seat of power because you're from YO. And you could see the same thing too. Like when I tell people I'm from the I'm from Jersey, they're like, Oh, y'all trying to be like in New York, right? So the same thing it, there's always some politics involved um, at the, the seat, right? And, and, and even with New York too, right? People say that New York started in Queens, but really the South Bronx did that. And that was through KRS-One. He had a battle called, you know, he had a song, a record called The South Bronx, The South, South Bronx, telling y'all that this is where hip hop started. It didn't start in Queens, never did. Um, and so the Bronx and Queens always had this back and forth. Brooklyn has a seat at the table as being coming from the home of the spitters. Of course, Biggie being one of them. Jay-Z's coming from Brooklyn, Marcy's projects. Um, so, and these guys, and, and this is internal. New York have, has a, a long line of, of battles in infighting, it's almost like Game of Thrones, right? They, they've the Seven Kingdoms been fighting. So somebody from the outside, like myself, coming from Jersey, they'll look at me like, "Oh, you, you cool, but you, this is not even a, you're not even a part of this." So when Cam said that, um, when when Cam said that, it was a slap in the face to being from Yonkers, right? Because Yonkers is is an outskirt. It, it would be like uh, it, it would literally be like living in New Jersey <laughs> from being from Jersey, right? Like, yo, you, you're not even from New York. You're not from the city. You're from New York State or something like that. Um, and so they were trying to play that politics because, you know, Harlem is, is Manhattan. And if you were to say like, yo, where are you from Manhattan? They'll tell you any black person who lives in Harlem, they would never claim Manhattan. They'll say they're from Harlem. So they, they make the, the distinction um, thoroughly. So just to tell my audience that, you know, there, there was a little bit of that in play. There's a lot of politics involved. But um, this was um, very, this was very enlightening. And um, I want to share that with you as well, too. Oh. Uh, the freestyle, another freestyle. All right, so I want you to hear that, right? And I want you to understand that 
these guys are, are performing as a, a, a group, and which adds to their credibility. Dipset, like, <sighs> Dipset had a very good catalog, but their placement was terrible. The other thing, too, is that um, you can see Killer Cam was clearly bothered. Um, and Jadakiss picked up on that, too, which is all a part of the, the, the verses, all part of the battle. He said, he said, Cam was supposed to sit down on that seat a lot, a lot longer than what he did. But the other two can't hold it down. And even in the beginning, when um, when they had the back and forth, who went first? Sometimes going first become is beneficial because then you can steal the energy from the crowd, and that's what Jadakiss did, and Styles did, and and Sheik Luch did when he was like when they dropped the song. If you hope we wouldn't make it, f you. Talk with a heart full of HFU. And when they dropped that as their first song, it was almost like a punch in the mouth. And to be honest, Dipset was always on the back foot and they were always playing catch up. So they at no point in time, they controlled the battle or they, they I would say they had an upper hand. They were always playing defense and it always felt like they were trying to dig themselves out of a hole. Which the the audience knew, and even me at home. But if you were in that building, you could see the how the audience played, and they even booed. <laughs> they even booed Cam when he tried to freestyle, um, which was unfortunate because they were being in Madison Square Garden with a with a, a slew of a host of different people um, there. But um, there's a big difference between being an MC and being a rapper. Stage performance is important. Your DJ is important. Your selection is important. Of course, your dress is important. But for rap, I told you in, in one of my previous uh, segments that rap, it, it, dress matters, but not as much because rap started as a, a poor man's sport. Rap told, rap made poverty cool um if i did if i dare say so right rap made poverty cool um a lot of things in 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 black culture makes your uh shortcomings or it makes your uh whatever your ailments are or your emphasis or the things you lack you can turn that into a strength right slick rick wearing the eye patch is one right he end up icing out his eye patch and putting gold around it so now when you fast forward um fetty wap being a one-eyed rapper can actually um thrive right so you he, you can see this throughout our history you, you can have somebody who's fat like biggie that doesn't matter right he had lyrics like black and ugly as ever however i stayed coochie down coochie down to the socks Rings and watch filled with rocks. Of course, he's talking about elegance and decadence, but he covers that up by saying that I could be fat and black. However, right? Um, so dress is important. It's important, but hip hop once again makes it. it you could kind of erase that. So you can be fat. You can be skinny. You can have a big nose. You can have one eye. You can have a missing leg. Um, 
You can be light, you can be dark, you can be uh, whatever it is. As long as you have extreme talent and you let the talent prevail, you can overcome that. And it was important because being an MC um, is all that matters. You, you see that in the 90s, like the guys, they didn't wear like a lot of gold chains. They wore like onks and 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 and. Africa medallions and, and you know the backpack rappers they only had a book bag and some a cutoff jean jacket and some shorts and and they were and as long as you can rap you were you were involved in the cipher or you were able to go in the booth that's all that mattered it didn't matter how you look um but i th i found uh this verse is very uh very entertaining one and two it was very enlightening because um i just watched the underdog win and um i didn't think they were the underdogs but according to uh, everyone else they were the underdogs but if you control the elements of hip-hop if you have certain elements stage perfect stage uh, presence performance vocal projection um, being able to freestyle off the cuff, right? Um, being able to freestyle, being able to uh, spit off the top of the head, being able to control the crowd, um, intimidating your opponent, picking up on little cues and clues of what they're wearing or what they're doing or what they're saying, any type of little advantage that you can get the, the crowd to involve or even part having the crowd participate in some of your lyrics, um, playing songs that they know and 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 and, and, and participating the, once again the call and response getting them involved a lot of times people have stopped part of their lyrics to, and put the mic to the crowd so they can sing along all that plays a part in being an MC rappers are just gonna go up there um, rap their little song a part of it perhaps the lyrics playing and then move on about their day and get their money. But an MC wants the crowd to be satisfied with the performance because them and the crowd have a, a, a mutual relationship, a symbolic relationship, as opposed to um, a parasitic one that some of these rappers do, right? Like, once again, it's very easy to be... Rap is a very easy thing, but it's a very hard thing, right? So that's why an MC separates themselves Um from the pack and i think the locks did that because um even down to when Joel said oh these guys don't like girls man these guys just spitting and jada was like yo y'all bumped y'all head what you mean we don't like the girls we don't got no we don't got no no tracks for the ladies and then they dropped cheek luch song and then they dropped more mariah hits they the nadj was on point with that and then Jada was like, man, you bumped your head, Joels. You crazy? We got y'all on grams. Like, y'all high. And we got Grammys. And that's something that you got to play off of. They And the DJ was on top of that. And so this was definitely a clash. And then, of course, there's other things like the sound clash, right? Like Mighty Crown. Um, there, there's uh, Big Ship. Uh, there's, there's a couple of good clashes, sound clashes, I should say, too. Um, I listen to it all. But 
to being able to take advantages of what, when your opponents slip up. Joel's made several critical mistakes in the battle by saying those things, right? It's been times where he said Sheik Luch ain't got no songs, and they put Sheik Luch and Jada Kiss was in Styles P were rapping right along with Sheik Luch on um some of his better verses, some of the verses he may have quote who may have arguably got the better of his two counterparts, which is Styles and um Jada Kiss, and these guys are not slouches. Um, so they were able to fill in the gaps and do things and, and use what their opponent was going to use to their advantage. And um, it was very strategic. It was very masterful. And um, hats off to the locks, man, because the Dipset, uh, they're formidable as well. And at the end of it, which is the good thing is that there were some altercations. They were they were went they were some bought back and forth. Not even altercation, but there was some some friction on on stage with them going back and forth. But once again, in the nature and the competitive spirit of hip hop, it was created to stop violence. These guys are now being able to go on tour. They settled their differences in this clash, and they're able to go on tour for thirty dates. So these. These black men are also getting extra money off of this versus, um, which tells you the nature of lyrics, right? The nature of, of the game is that if you, you have a good performance, if you have freestyles, you're able to, to last longer or gain more notoriety and longevity where people want to see you again. And um, shout out to the locks because they have more tour dates. Shout out to locks and Dipset because they have more tour dates, 30 plus tour dates. And um, Jada Kiss and Styles P, I think Jada Kiss, they said his his streams went up over 200 percent after his um, his performances, after those freestyles that were iconic. And they actually put him more up on the list. Right. They call him top five dead or alive, um, which is important. All of this stuff plays a part, um, especially in, in an era where lyrics are not. Um, as significant anymore like I can make a song with a beat and a hook and I, I, I can take off right my whole album can be just beats and hooks and I can have very minimal lyrics and I can just have a whole bunch of features and I can be I can go platinum um, but this is that's not the case in in the era that he they come from so I just wanted to say all of that and um, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh this this episode and peace